Hey everybody, it's Taylor Otwell back with another Laravel snippet. It is December 20th here in the office wrapping up another pretty busy week of working on Laravel. Um, some pretty uh, cool stuff happening lately. Uh, been pretty busy actually. Um, of course, a lot of Laracon uh, preparation. I just got the wireframes for the full website for the Laracon 2020 website and it's looking really great. These were just black and white uh, wireframes from Few, who is the company building uh, the website. They're actually here in Little Rock, Arkansas, just about 20 minutes from my house. And actually hosted the only Laravel meetup in Arkansas in history several years ago. And uh, I was a speaker and also Jeffrey Way was a speaker. Um, so yeah, that's going really well. If you're not on the invitation list to buy tickets, go ahead and sign up for that at laracon.us. We issue early bird tickets with special pricing this year to the first people on that list. So go ahead and get your name on that if you haven't already. And uh, I've just been hacking on uh, quite a bit of framework stuff, trying to make authentication with SPAs easier with Laravel. So I laid a little groundwork for that in a PR that's already been merged into the 6.x branch of the framework where all of the authentication controllers that ship with the framework out of the box now respect um, requests that want JSON back. So they don't always return redirects. Um, if you're making an XHR request that wants JSON back, they'll respond back with kind of either empty responses if there's no uh, data to send back or, uh, or the any relevant data in JSON format. So that was just sort of some groundwork to get things sort of situated uh, so that we could uh, make some more progress there in the future. Whoops, I'm going to turn my sound off, I guess. Um, and I'm going to continue to work on that. I'm actually working on a small little package uh, to make authenticating with Laravel a lot easier if you're building your SPA as like a separate project in a totally separate repository, uh, which some people are for various reasons. Um, it wouldn't necessarily be my favorite way to build a Laravel project, but sometimes, you know, uh, you have certain constraints where that's just sort of the best way to go maybe. And I'm trying to uh, make that easier because we don't have a lot of documentation out there about that. We don't have um, very clear instructions on how to do that for any packages. Um, some people have kind of pieced it together. It's not like it's impossible. People have either used JWT solutions or they've even just used Laravel sessions, uh, which, which you can still use perfectly fine uh, from an SPA. But I'm trying to kind of bring some best practices to bear on that and give people a nice option there. So hopefully I'm able to polish that up in a way that I feel comfortable with and I can release it. Um, if it, if it just goes poorly and I don't feel like I have any great solutions there, I'll probably just table it. But right now it seems to be going pretty well. Um, and maybe I can get that out uh, the first part of the year. Um, some pretty uh, interesting PHP news. I think uh, union types were approved for PHP 8. Um, I'm not sure when the release date of PHP 8 is, but that's going to be a really nice improvement to PHP's type system. And my opinion makes it quite a bit more usable at the framework level at least. Um, some people may have seen me speak out in frustration about types before. Um, and I think part of that is a misunderstanding that when you're using types and strong types in the framework is a lot different than using them in your own application code in your own application. Of course you can go crazy and you know, everything can be strongly typed and all of that. And that's perfectly fine because you can modify the code at any time. If you need to either broaden the type or you need to change to a different type or remove the type, you can do that immediately um, because you own all the code and no one else is depending on that code. 
But at the framework level, like say we we add a type hint to a method parameter and six weeks later we realize we made a mistake and we really need like a different type hint or a broader type hint or we need to accept two different kinds of arguments possibly like either say you have a method that accepts a date time interface or you can pass it in an integer unix timestamp for convenience um if you make if you make that a strict type hint on date time interface you really can't loosen that until six months from now when you have another framework release so you have to be very careful when you're choosing your type hints in something like a framework or a library that people are going to be extending because if they extend that method and you change the type hint now you have a breaking change on that method and you can't do that until whenever the next release in your release cycle is and it's just a inconvenience for people because it's a breaking change um, so at the framework level, I've always leaned towards being lo more loose because it just gives us more flexibility and options to accept different kinds of arguments if we need to in the middle of a release cycle without having to wait six months or whatever until the next release. But of course, in your application code, you can uh, go pretty type crazy and you don't have those same kinds of constraints, which in my own application code lately, I have been using pretty much uh, strong types everywhere um, because... It eliminates a lot of need for dog blocks and whatever else. Uh, but anyway, that's why I've been more cautious with it in the framework. But I say all that to say that union types actually make this a lot better at the framework because now we can um, just go ahead and type hint things like date time interface or an integer um, right in the method signature and still have type safety checks in terms of what's passed into the method, uh, but also be a little more flexible in terms of what we can accept. So that's actually a really nice improvement to the language, I think and is, is really going to be uh, helpful. Um, let's see, for Laravel, what else have I been working on? We also got Imagic support into Laravel Vapor, uh, the serverless deployment platform for Laravel. Um, we have to compile these extensions by hand and sort of bake them into the runtime that we ship out to AWS Lambda. It's hard for us to do any sort of like, you know, let people sort of customize all the same extensions you would on Forge in the same way. We have to sort of hand build these and then bake them in. But we did get Imagic support shipped out for PHP 7.3 and PHP 7.4 on Laravel Vapor. So now it's you can use that to resize images or crop images uh, on your serverless applications. Um, I also did a little tweaking to uh, the Laravel HTTP kernel for Laravel 7.0, which is up for release in February. And if you're still confused about the versioning scheme on Laravel going forward, make sure to go out and read the documentation about the release process and semantic versioning and how that works. Some people are under the impression that releases are coming more often or that there's more breaking releases now than there used to be. And that's actually not the case. It's the exact same that it's been for the past eight years, basically. And, um, so go check that out. But what I did in the HTTP kernel is you'll notice in the bottom of that kernel, there's actually a property called like middleware priority. And most of you have probably never touched this property. Um, it's kind of a confusing thing. But what it does is when a request comes into the application, we look at that middleware priority and we resort your middleware based on that priority property so that certain middlewares always come after other middlewares. So like, I'm pretty sure the authentication middleware is configured to always come before the substitute bindings middleware. Even if you put them out of order in your middleware definition on your route, they're going to be reordered based on that priority because certain things just have to happen in a certain order. Um, and exposing that was necessary because 
of the authentication middleware was in your app namespace. And so we, uh, we don't know that your namespace is going to be app in the framework. So we had to put that middleware priority there so that we could reference it properly. Um, but so what I did in Laravel 7 is actually make an interface for that uh, middleware that's just an empty marker interface. Um, a marker interface is an interface that actually has no uh, contractual obligations, no method definitions at all. It's just for the purpose of like marking something as a certain type for usually for reflection purposes or something. Um, so I added an interface uh, called Authenticate Request that now the base middleware for authentication extends or implements. And now in the middleware priority, we can list that interface's type hint instead of the class. And now we can remove that middleware property from your app kernel and just kind of get that noise out of your application. So I worked on that a little bit this week and I think just slims down that HTTP kernel. You don't have that confusing middleware priority property at the bottom that probably very few people even know how it works. I'm not even sure if it's documented. Um, so I was pretty happy with that. And then um, I've also been working on, on the scaffolding for Laravel. Um, and Laravel 7, I think all of the auth controllers that are currently shipped in the app directory will be part of the Laravel UI repository, which is where all of the views currently live. Um, that also just kind of consolidates that all together and cleans up the default framework install out of the box. And then also the auth routes or routes colon colon auth will be a macro that is macroed into the router by the Laravel UI package. So that also will not be present out of the box. It will be macroed in by that package. Um, there really won't be any noticeable difference. Um, if you have a Laravel 6 application and you upgrade to Laravel 7, you'll just make sure that you have the Laravel slash UI package installed. And then any new Laravel 7 applications, if you do Laravel new project name dash dash auth, you'll have all the authentication controllers there. So it's not really a big difference for people, but it just kind of cleans it up by default. And what I really wanted to do was lay the groundwork for some better scaffolding that I want to work on going into the next year with things like Tailwind, things like Inertia, things like Livewire. I want to explore all kinds of things and see, can we build more robust, more production ready scaffolding um, that help you start projects a lot faster? Something in between what we have now and something like Spark um, that, that's more production ready and more robust. All right, so that's kind of what I've been working on. Dries has been uh, tackling tax rates and cashier. Um, pretty complicated problem, but I think he's about to wrap that up. James has been helping with uh, Forge and Nova, of course. Um, they're continuing to turn out Nova releases with new features, so go check that out. Mohammed's continued to help me with Vapor. And we just launched a new uh, landing page for Envoyer, which was designed by James McDonald, who also designed the new Forge website. And that was implemented in Tailwind by Jason Beggs. Um, so go out to envoyer.io and check that out. And just check out the product if you haven't used it before. And other than that, that's what I've been. Uh, that's all I've been doing this week. Next week, of course, is uh, Christmas here, and so happy holidays to everyone out there. And I'm also excited because I'm going to see Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker tonight. Uh, looking forward to seeing what I think about that. I'm taking the whole family with me, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you possibly next week, but if not, the week after that, after the holidays. Thanks for listening.